So for this episode, I thought it would be interesting to talk about what happens when an anxiously attached person or a codependent person begins dating someone who is securely attached and emotionally mature. Because as you guys already know from firsthand experience, I'm sure that if you are somebody who is anxiously attached, then the type of people that you attract and the type of people that you date are usually people who have their own emotional baggage, whether they realize it or not, or whether you realize it or not sometimes. But in hindsight, you can see like there's a pattern. These these men or these women, they are not in a position to offer you a relationship. So what happens when you meet somebody who is emotionally mature and who is in a position mentally to commit to a relationship? That's what we're going to find out in this episode. So you guys already know, if you've listened to previous episodes, you know that at the end of 2019, that's when I had learned about anxious attachment. And that's when I had read that book that I mentioned, Anxiety and Relationship by Teresa Miller. Um, I listened to that at the end of 2019. So at the start of 2020, while we were in lockdown, I was back on my dating apps. I am the type of person who I learn best by doing. So I don't like to take time out to to just learn and like I just have to dive in here at first. So when I learned about attachment theory, I thought, great, now I know what my problem is. I'll just be able to go out and date and I will just figure it out along the way. So I didn't stop dating initially. Like I learned all this stuff about myself, you know, from an emotional standpoint. And I just kept on dating. And I matched with someone in January. We talked for a while. I had really liked him, but he just wasn't in a position to to take things further, I guess. Um which hurt because I had enjoyed our conversations and things and I was I thought that we got on really well. Um our, our story goes deeper than that, but I'll leave it there for now. So we matched in January. In April, by April, I knew I wanted to to be with this person, right? Um that didn't happen for us, you know, heartbroken, that whole thing. And I had went on the rebound. That is a big no-no. You don't want to do that. But that's what I did. And I matched with somebody else. And I will call him Kevin. And the reason I'm calling him Kevin is because I have the office playing in the background on mute. So Kevin, I matched with Kevin in April of 2020. And we talked on hinge i met him on hinge we talked for about two or three days before he asked me for my number and i remember the way that he asked me for my number it was like a really cute way um it wasn't just like can i have your number it was like would you do me the honor of giving me your number i don't think he said those exact words but that was the gist and i thought yeah that's cute right um so i gave him my number and we talked for a couple of days and we had decided that we didn't want to wait until lockdown ended because this was at the height of the pandemic, right at the start. We didn't know how long we were going to be in lockdown and he wanted to meet me and I, I wanted to meet him, right? So because all of the restaurants and everything was closed, the only thing for us to do was to be able to go to the park and we'd gotten food. We sat in the park, we ate the food, we walked around for a bit I think we were together probably like two or three hours like just talking and I guess a bit of people watching it was just nice to be outside like it was a nice sunny day I remember that quite a warm day as well and you know you've been in the house you've been in lockdown all this time so to be outside it just felt nice and conversation was nice 
but I didn't have any excitement. I didn't have any butterflies. I didn't have that that feeling that I guess that high that you chase um, when when you date somebody new. You want that excitement and that rush, and I didn't get that from him. But I didn't think much of it. Um, I still enjoyed my time. Um, the following week, again, we met. We had another date in lockdown. So between date two and three, I realized like this really isn't a decent person. Like he he could potentially give me a relationship. And of course, I am aware of my self-sabotaging behavior. So I am sort of internally battling on whether it's, you know, because I have this lack of spark, is it that I'm not interested in this person or am I just trying to sabotage a good thing? And I realized this after like date number two and I felt myself starting to pull away. I felt myself basically sabotaging I knew I was fucking it up I knew it like I have this self-awareness now because I know of my behaviors I'm aware of it but I didn't have the tools to stop it from happening and I felt like I was being a bit wishy-washy with him and I, I did like him like I realized like I said this was a person who I could potentially have a relationship with so it's like why are you sabotaging this like you could have what you want why why you fucking this up basically and I'm aware of what I'm doing but I didn't know how to make it stop and I remember I think it was after our second date and he had said to me he basically asked me he was like you know how how do you think that went and by him asking me that it gave me the impression that he couldn't read me he couldn't tell whether I was interested in him or not now I have no desire to play games with anyone. If I am interested in you, I want you to know that we are adults and I am working to be somebody who is emotionally mature and who can have a healthy relationship. I have no desire to make somebody feel like I'm not interested or to play hard to get. That's not what I want to do to anybody. I, I don't encourage that at all. So for him to ask me, um, how did I think the date went? To me, that implied that he couldn't read me and he couldn't tell whether I was interested, which made sense because here I am with my wishy-washy self-sabotaging behavior and I'm pushing him away and I'm thinking, fuck, like he he knows it. He's, he's picking up on it as well. And I remember, like I think a day or two after he asked me that, I was in my shower and I listen to my audio books in, my, in the shower. So I pull out the book, Anxiety and Relationship. I pull it up. I went to like a specific chapter. And I listened to the chapter again. And it was just like highlighting how you sabotage um, your sabotaging behavior. After listening to the, that chapter, I got out the shower. And I didn't even give myself time to think. Because I know that if I gave myself time to think, I would have not been able to have the conversation that I was about to have. So I grabbed my phone, I just sent him a voice message and I was just like, you know, I know that I have been a bit off with you and I know that um, I've been a bit hard to read. I just wanted to let you know that I am interested in continuing to get to know you and that I have enjoyed our time together so far. And you guys, literally... Like as I sent that message, I was afraid. I, I, I was afraid to see what he was going to come back with. But about five minutes later, he sends me a voice note back. And he was basically like, I'm glad that you said this because 
just yesterday, I said to my friend, I can't tell with this girl. Like, I don't know if she's interested or not. And he went on to say how he thought, like, our first date went well. But after the second date, or maybe even we had three dates by this point. But after after this subsequent dates, he couldn't tell if the interest was there. And he was like, you know, I told my friend about that. And I was talking to him about it. And now you sent me this message. And I'm glad you sent it. And so I did go on and I tell him, like, you know, I've got some stuff going on with me, basically. Like, I didn't go deep into it, but I did tell him about how I felt like I was pushing him away and how I felt like even though I wanted closeness and intimacy and a relationship, you know, actually having it was was scaring me a bit. And after I said it, it just felt so nice and it was such a relief to get it off of my chest and... He was completely understanding, completely understanding. And he came back and he shared something with me. Obviously, I'm not going to get into that. But it was something like, um, I guess something quite personal for, for him. So it was like we had that intimate moment. I shared something with him. He shared something back with me. And from there, it was like, okay. It, like, I felt proud of myself. because I'm like, okay, you recognize the behavior. You didn't let it get in your way. You faced it head on. And... You are now this person who, thank God, again, who was mature enough to understand that this is where I was coming from and was patient enough to still want to be with me or still want to take that next step with me and continue to get to know me. Because it's so easy to, if you are not in the, the right headspace and you are constantly taking everything personally, you could have easily just written that off and said, well, She's sending me mixed signals. She's obviously not interested in me. And he could have just ghosted me or just ended things with me. But instead, he was secure enough and mature enough to just face it head on. Because like I said, he'd already mentioned like, you know, that I I feel you're being a bit distant. He'd already brought that up to me before I even had the conversation with him. And after having this conversation with him, um, of course, he could have said, well, you know what? I don't I don't want to deal with that right now. You know, I when somebody who's in the better headspace I mean hopefully he wouldn't say it like that but you know he didn't have to to accept me or be understanding and I'm glad that he was so it was nice to have that exchange and then from there everything was pretty much onward and upward and I felt like I could talk to him about anything I felt very comfortable opening up to him he was very supportive he had great communication he was great with setting boundaries and Seeing and being with him, it reflected back to me some of my, I guess, insecurities and things that I would do for, um, I guess, to get reassurance and validation, not on a conscious level, but things that I'm doing. And then I look back and I'm like, hmm, okay, now I see why I'm doing that. So we kept seeing each other for, I think, about three or four months, three or four months. And with him, because I felt complete trust and I just felt complete ease. There was no anxiety. There was no fear of abandonment. We were texting a bit more often than I would have preferred, but that's because we were in lockdown. And obviously in lockdown, we both had a lot of time on our hands. So we were talking a bit more often, but the times where we wasn't talking, I felt fine. Like I knew he was going to come back. There was a time um, I had sent him a message and he didn't respond. I didn't think nothing of it, of course, initially, but a lot of time had passed, like half of the day. And I'm like, hmm, that's strange. He hasn't responded. Now, normally 
that would send me into a panic attack. I would like freak out. I would be mentally freaking out. I wouldn't let the person know it, but I would be freaking out. But I just thought, okay, something must have happened. And I didn't think anything further of it. And I didn't hear from him until the next day. And the next day he sent me a message and he was just like, you know, I had a um, an emergency, a family emergency. I had to go back home to, to London because he's originally from London and he had moved up to Manchester um, a year or two before we met. But anyway, he said he had a family emergency and he said he had to go back to London and he told me, you know, explained to me everything that happened. And I felt secure enough with our relationship that it was just like, okay, well, you know, keep me posted, message me when you can. I didn't feel that constant need to be talking to him and making sure he's still there. Like this was the first for me or the first time I felt this way in a very, very long time. I am used to needing that constant reassurance, that constant contact. That's what I was used to. That's that's what kept me feeling or gave me the illusion of security in um, prior relationships. But with him, I didn't have that. Um, it was just peace. Like, I don't need it. <laughs> that's the best way to describe it. It was peace. It was peace and comfort. And when we weren't together, there was no thoughts creeping into my head of, you know, he impossibly being with someone else or making up those stories. Because you know how that goes sometimes, right? It, they miss your call when they used to start making up stories. Oh, I bet he's with somebody else. I bet. Like, I didn't have any of that. It was complete peace. And unfortunately for us, we did not, you know, that did not develop into um, a, a long-term relationship. We'd only dated for four months. I don't know what he would say, but for me, we were just complete opposites, like on every front imaginable. And I realized that after having a conversation with him, because basically we had been dating, as I said, for about three months. And I just wanted to basically define the relationship and see where his head was at. Because I felt like we were pretty much a couple just without the title and I asked him like you know in your head what would make this uh, an official relationship and he was just like oh when we, we meet each other's parents and we talked about how much time we felt we needed um because by now I'm realizing I I do need to move at a slower pace normally I am that person who would want to and never actually do it because I'm, I would be too afraid to speak up. But I'm the type of person who I need to put pressure on this. I, you should know whether you want to be with me in 30 days or, you know, three months. It's, you know, no. Um, so with him, I felt it was just nice to sort of take a slower approach and just both be open and clear about where we sort with each other. And I got that from him, which I was happy with. And the funny thing, you guys, is... When we were having a conversation about how much time we felt we needed, um, or what point we felt we would be ready to t make things official, in my head, I had just sort of confirmed, well, you know, I like him, he likes me, he's a great guy, we, we could be a couple, like, that's it, you know what I mean? In the conversation, I remember saying to him, it's like, you have a decision to make then, because in my head, you know, my mind's already made up, and he was like, you do too. And it's so simple. I mentioned this in a in my a YouTube episode, but that is so such a simple thing to say. And it never even dawned on me to 
take that time to realize if being with this person it actually makes sense like yes on an emotional level we do like each other but from a logical standpoint would it make sense for us to be a couple because i think now anyway that a, a successful long-term relationship it requires equal parts logic and emotion and i'm looking at it from an emotional standpoint but the logic was the logic there was it making sense after he said that to me, that shifted my perspective and that's when I started to hone in and focus and that's when I realized it wouldn't make sense for us to be together. Yes, he's a great guy. Yes, he ticks a lot of my boxes. Yes, he gives me peace and security that I have never felt before, but we didn't really have anything in common. And I mean that on a small scale in terms of like music taste and taste in movies like oh my god I've never fallen asleep to so many movies in all my life we just have completely opposite tastes on that small stuff but as well as the um big important stuff like you know money and, and marriage and um and kids like um you know like stuff that actually matter so when I looked at it from that point, I thought it doesn't really, it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. And there were things, because of course he's not perfect, there were things about him that I didn't like, um, that I didn't think I would be happy with long term. So for me, I would say that we ended it because of just these differences um, between, between the two of us. Now, if you ask him, he might say something different. I don't know what he would say. Um... But this is where it gets a bit funny. And this is where he surprised me. Because when it ended, basically he'd helped me move into my apartment. Because um, we were dating when I moved into my apartment where I live now. He came to view it with me. And he helped me move in. And I saw him on the Saturday, which was when I moved in. And the next day, um, I called him to see how his back was. Because he was complaining about his back hurting after he helped me you know, bring all my furniture and things in my um, my apartment. So I called him to see how his back was. And our conversation just wasn't like our usual. Even when he left my apartment, like when he left my apartment, I just hugged him goodbye. I haven't hugged him goodbye since our very first date. I hugged him goodbye on our first date. And then after that, I always like kissed him goodbye, you know, uh, we, we kissed each other. So for us to just like hug, it was like, okay, this is it. Like we are reaching the, the end of the road. Um, so on the Sunday after he helped me move into my place, I called him to be a grown up about it and to actually end things with him. I called him to end it over the phone and he didn't answer. I didn't think anything of it. I just figured out oh, he'll call me back later. He must be busy right now. Um, and then he never called me back later. And I'm like, that's strange. But I thought maybe something happened. The next day I sent him a message. He didn't answer me. And yeah, that's when I realized I got ghosted. So here I am thinking I'm going to end it with him. And <laughs> he just ghosted me. But, you know, it's his life, I guess. Like I, I wasn't hurt by it or anything because I, it was already coming to an end. And it just took me by surprise. Like it really did take me by surprise because up until that moment, like he was spot on with his communication and things like that. Like I have no complaints in that regard until it gets to the end of it. And it's just like, ah, oh, that's that's a weird thing. Um, because I wouldn't have even minded being friends with him. Like, I felt like he was a good guy. We just, it just wasn't there for us romantically. 
And I felt like we could have been friends, but obviously he didn't feel that way. But with all that being said, one of the best things that you can do is to date somebody who doesn't have any issues with abandonment and who is secure and comfortable with who they are. Now, obviously, it's it's not easy to to spot a person like that. Like you know, they, people usually don't put that on their dating app profiles. Like, hey, I'm emotionally mature. I don't have any emotional baggage. Like you just figure it out as you go along. But man, it makes a world a world of a difference. A world of a difference. And I am really glad to have met him. Um, I think it made such a big difference in me. And yeah, I enjoyed our time together. I enjoyed our time together and it was nice to just see and experience for the first time what it could be like to be in a a healthy relationship. So I think my biggest takeaway from dating him and dating man who I'd previously dated in the past was his willingness to show up from day one. And take initiative from day one. And show his interest from day one. We all know that saying. If he wanted to, he would. And I do think it's very much black and white difference. Because there literally is a whole host of reasons why somebody would, on the inside, want you. But they're incapable of showing you that. I mean, I could use myself as an example. Early in the story, I pointed out how I was interested in him. But... I was pushing him away, you know, and that's because of my own issues. Um, but when you meet somebody who doesn't have anything to work through, they are capable of showing up and being present and making you feel wanted right from jump. And I haven't had that much of that in, in just across my dating life, I guess. Like I've always had to Like, I've always been the one to have to, you know, fight to be loved. And I didn't have that with him. And mind you, um, of course, as we were getting to know each other and stuff, he did sort of reveal, um, I guess, some past issues that he had with his ex. But I feel like he was in a good enough place where that it didn't have any impact on how he treated me and how he showed up um in in our relationship and because he was so good at I guess just doing everything right really that anxiety that fear of abandonment it naturally goes away like this is what happens when you date somebody who is secure within themselves and who can show up and be present and love you how you want to be loved and they are not worried about getting their feelings hurt and they're not worried about um, you leaving them, right? Because, you know, the whole avoidant and anxious, um, dynamic, that's not in, coming into play in this. And it was a good thing. Like I, I, I said already, I'm glad that I got a chance to meet him and experience our time together. I'm glad that I was, although still had a whole lot of work to do, I was in a, a good enough space where I can just be open and, you know, acknowledge the, the stuff that I had going on within myself. Um, and even though I'm not dating right now, I am looking forward to it in the future and experiencing that again. I mean, maybe I'm being a bit too optimistic. Maybe I forget how much of a cesspit it is out there. But 
I keep the faith. I, I try to stay positive. That's all you can do in it. Like, what else can you do? But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I think in the next episode, I am going to flip things around and I'm going to talk about what happens when anxious and anxious collide. I already did a TikTok post talking about this a couple of weeks back, but I think it'd be nice to talk about it in a full podcast episode. So that's what I will do in the episode after this. Thank you guys for listening. And if you can't do anything else today, make sure you be kind to yourself.